0: Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie.
1: Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. As usual, I will start with my, motiva- mo- my motivational quote that is relevant to, of course, our conversation today, as well as being relevant to the name of the show, which is Architect of Change. Um, so here's my quote: gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for, for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. And I just love this quote because not only does it speak to my my conversation with um, Karen Tumez that we're going to have today. But I do believe that being grateful for all we have and all we are in our lives really resonates, I think, with the universe and all that good stuff um, that we're going to discuss today. So um, the topic of today's show is, um, if you ask, you will receive. The universe is always at work and is waiting for you. So during the show, uh, again, my guests, uh, Karen, and I are going to talk about exactly what we are asking for and hopefully to raise some awareness uh, for folks uh, because the universe can't decipher positive or negative thoughts. So let's really be clear on what, um, what we're asking for. Again, how using positive words can create the positive outcome, being aware that the universe doesn't discern what's good or bad. It only concerns itself with the end result that we ask for. Why vision boards, lists, and things like that work Uh, Because as soon as we set our intention or intent, sincere intent, the universe begins to conspire to make it happen. Love that word, conspire. A winter solace, which is a very healing time and an excellent time to get in touch with your soul to create change. And that 2015 is a power year. We're going to discuss that and what that means for what's coming for all of us. And our situation may be our destiny, but the outcome is always our free will. And Karen's going to define that for us a little bit. I think that everything we talk about on the show boils down to that fear of change. And so many people don't even realize that they're fearful. So we're going to discuss that topic as well and hopefully provide some framework ideas, tips, um, things that are actionable. So when you stop listening to the show, you actually have some ideas on how to implement change or implement different things to create the change that we're looking for. So like I said, my guest today is Karen Tumaz, and she is a certified IET, Shiatsu College, unwritten Kabbalah, published author public speaker retreat facilitator for uh, 20 years angelic healer mystic etc 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 karen is remarkable i have been had the privilege of meeting her recently i was referred to her by a friend and she did a private angel reading for me which was Mind-blowing, to say the least. Um, I, I, I taped it and let my husband listen to it, and he thought that the information was dead-on inspiring, and Karen's passion is contagious, which comes through loud and clear. Um, so I really want us today with Karen to discuss how to approach change by, and she's going to share some tools um, so that you guys can implement, and hopefully you feel the inspiration that I felt after spending an hour with Karen. Um, she just recently opened a facility in Belmore, and I'll have her give the address and all that good information um, at the end of the show. With that, I am very excited to have Karen share her insights and gifts so you can create the, the tomorrow you're speaking. So, Karen, thank you so much for being on.
2: Well, thank you, Connie, for inviting me. You make me sound so wonderful. I want to go see me now.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, that it's it's all about the presentation, right? You're just <laughs> funny. It really, you know, you laugh, but you know, you and I were chatting um, before we began the recording, and you know, I'm I'm telling the story of my experience, you know, with you for the hour um, that we spent a couple of weeks ago. We didn't know each other before that. And the things that you knew, the things that you said, I'm telling you, my husband listened. He was like, holy smokes, this lady is just dead on. (laughs) So when it's relevant like that in in your personal life, and I share that story with friends, they're like, we need to go to the angel lady. That's what I call you, the angel (laughs) lady. (laughs) That's funny. A lot of people have called me that
2: through many years. I started to get that nickname and didn't realize it. And someone said are you the angel lady and 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 I was like what (laughs) how do you think I'm an angel lady and then I realized because of my work and and the name of my business that people started to refer to me as the angel lady but one thing that I I would like to um, address is that you said I knew so much I really don't know anything Um, when I meet someone whatever comes through whatever I say actually comes from the universe from the angels from God from all the different guides Uh, but it's not me and that's why after I've done a reading with someone or consulted with someone I usually don't remember more than half of it probably 75 percent I forget I remember the initial meeting I remember the
1: ending but the rest of it's gone (laughs) Sure. Sure. Because think about how many you do and just the stuff go, you know, going on in your own life, how much information can we retain? So I get that. That's why if anybody listening, you end up actually, you know, having a conversation with Karen, you know, from all the different things that she does. I just happen to have the angel reading that that was my choice, but she does other things as well. Um, I really, really highly recommend, you know, if you have an iPhone or the Droid or whatever, I know they have, a, a, what do you call it? recording capability. That was huge for me to record that because it was just a wealth of information that you're right. You just, it's too much. You can't process it all and digest it all. So listening after the fact really was kind of cool too. Again, I did it with my husband and my 18-year-old. He was fascinated um, as well. So I was, you know, what's funny, Karen, these kids today, the 18-year-old, I mean, he's a man, but he's still, you know, a young man, mm-hmm. and he listened and asked such really very good questions and was intrigued, wasn't freaked out, didn't give me, oh, mom, this is hocus-pocus, you know, like the little guy is more hocus-pocus. The big guy was like, Mom, that was kind of cool. I think I would like to, you know, am I too young? And asking me a lot of questions that would you sit with him, which, of course, I asked and you said yes. Um, But he was very intrigued, which I thought that's pretty cool to be young and and open-minded. I I don't know. Do you find the kids are more open-minded than us middle-aged folks?
2: Well, absolutely, and one of my theories about that is that when we're born, we're still so close to where we came from that we're still a bit connected there. So children, they just love, and children and even young adults, all the way up to probably about 20, um, kids are very, very interested, and they already have things that they felt within and they like to find someone that has that same experience or maybe can talk to them about it because sometimes sure. your parents are not open to that. I sure. remember one um, class I was teaching, I used to teach church school and one of the little girls we did a meditation with and she went home and did it and she saw Jesus come to her and she told her wow. parents. They kind of told her that, that she was crazy and don't be doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she had such a nice, profound experience. And I thought, wow, you know, you just see it. It's what we feel within us. And some people, I, I see it, the more we get away, seems like the, the young folks definitely are attracted and still connected. And then we get busy in our lives. And then we get towards the end of our lives and we come back because we're yeah. going there again. We've done our traveling and now we're yeah. traveling back to where we came from and we start to remember a little bit more again.
1: Yeah, and and you know the, the old saying, stop to smell the roses, it, it, that's what we were just saying that, that's what came to mind. We're so busy, just so busy all the time that we stop to smell the roses, we stop to listen to... Our own voice, you know, your that inner gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I call it my gut, right? I always, I really do listen to my gut because it has served me well over my life. And you know, you shared with me that that's just our angels, our guides, whoever that kind of show us the way. Um, you know, and they don't talk to you, you know, in your ear. But for me, it's that gut feeling. And, and, again, it's always served me well. So I trust it because I know if something doesn't feel right, I, you know, you're removed. If something feels energized and this feels right, you know, I, I follow that course. So, um, yeah, we need to stop and smell the roses. I think that everybody can relate to because we, I'm, I'm sure we've all heard that little saying, right? Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I think that the stop and smell the roses has now – been translated in this new time because you know that's an old-fashioned saying Sure. will stick around forever. But really, has been translated now into uh, gratitude. Everybody's yes. talking about gratitude, and yes. the stop and smell the roses was about stopping and acknowledging yes. beauty yes.
1: and realizing
2: that it's there and getting out of that busyness. So now we yes. look at it as. You know, gratitude, everything's gratitude. Be grateful for whatever you see. And living in the moment, That it turns out that now we have to learn to live in the moment. When we're kids, we know how to do it. We don't think about it, we just do it. But as we get busy in our lives, we grow, we finish school, we go into jobs, we have our families. We get so busy, we don't live in the moment anymore. Yeah, we're we planning and, for the future. Yes, and uh, refining that, Talent because it is a talent sure. really helps with getting whatever you want. Sure. It helps you to realize, and the other thing is that helps you to realize and pinpoint exactly
1: what you do want and what you don't want. and Instead, and, of, losing mind, you, instead of, I'm sorry, losing your mind. I've been down that road too, losing my mind, you know. <laughs> you're <laughs> just
2: going from the one minute well now I've got to do this and now I've got to do that taking the time to sit back and go well what do I really want to do what needs to be done to accomplish this thing and meditation falls into that meditation helps so much and there, there are so many different thoughts on meditation that i can't sit still that long well you don't have to meditate for 30 minutes you can meditate for five minutes and you're going to get a result sure
1: sure again it's
2: go ahead i'm sorry i was just going to say and sometimes um you're visualizing and sometimes you're just thinking there's really no way to meditate the main thing is
1: just to be quiet sure and yeah just observe what's Mm -hmm. kind of going on in your day um you know that I'm I'm writing a book I I shared that with you and um yesterday I had a meeting uh with with the ghostwriter who's helping me kind of pull it all together because you know you're too busy but you want to do something so you look at the resources around you so the young lady uh, agreed to work with me anyway we um started to outline the 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 chapters, you know, or what what the context of the book is going to look like. And that's one of the things we need to discuss is how do you figure out what direction you should take and you know I have an exercise that I'm going to include within the book of you know professionally and personally What you know look 10 years out what does that objective look like and then we could zoom in I'm going to teach them how to zoom in and and figure out what each step looks like to achieve that 10 year goal or whatever it is but we have to look at the personal you have to look at the professional um, because there is a blend you can't we don't live in a silo you know your, your work life your home life they in impact each other every day. So how can you make goals for home and goals for work and keep them mutually exclusive? That's, you know, it's kind of insane. So um, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying that ability to quiet the mind, I think we need to do that in order to see clearly what the expectation I have of self, you know, again, whether that be personally, professionally, um, etc. But I think that your strength is your strength, and and that helps you in your personal life, but it can also help you in your your, your professional life. And we need to define that. So, it, it's all cool stuff. Um, before we continue, I want to we're going to take a quick break, but I do want to come back and start to talk about because I talk about the universe a lot, and I put things out into the universe, and I trust. That the opportunity will find me. Again, it's not like it comes knocking on my door and saying, "Honey, I'm here." This is what you put out there. You know, that's not it. But I'm aware of what my intent is, and I sit back and I say, all right, come on, lay it on me, universe, find me now, find that opportunity and bring it to me. And all of a sudden, an article comes up or I get an email. That's how this, this show started. I got an email, like who would have thought? So it really does find you. You just have to be open. Instead of deleting that email, I read it and responded thinking, is this a hoax kind of thing? But enough curious mm-hmm. that the gut said, find out what this is about so um, I want to talk about that universe again with with more clarity and that positive that you talked about how to get those positive outcomes so kind of get your head around that let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and discuss okay okay all right awesome thanks
0: a speaker has little value to an audience unless you the listener is motivated and empowered to change So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com.
1: Okay, we are back, and I have my angel lady friend, Karen. And we are discussing um, just positive energy about taking control of your life. What does that mean? And we're going to give you some uh, tips about what's happening um, out in the world today and how we can utilize that energy for our benefit, right? That's that's a pretty pretty accurate description, that's I think, right? With, with what's coming. Okay, so first, again, let's talk about, you know, the universe. I know everybody looks at me in class when I say, you know, you're an energy source, and what you put out into the universe, well, that's what you're attracting. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out, good stuff in, you're going to get good stuff back at you. So, um, you know, define the universe and that positive, negative discernment that the universe, you know, doesn't really know the difference.
2: Okay. Well, uh, universe has moved from being just all the stars hanging in it to an actual energy force. And I think Star Wars had a lot to do with that, with use the force. And that's what we want to do. We want to start using the force. The universal energy is the combination of everybody's energy. What you put in, just like you said, what you put in is what you get back. So we always get exactly what we ask for. Mm -hmm. The thing is, being aware of what you're asking for. When I was young, I remember uh, one of my friends always said she wanted to have kids and get married, and she always put it that way. But, you know, your kids are just running, yeah, I want to have kids too, whatever, whatever. So sure enough, she had a bunch of kids, and then she got married, um, which was pretty, I thought was pretty funny because I remember it always sticking in my head that that's mm. the way she asked for it.
1: Mm. And
2: when I started studying all, all these different um, theories of how the universe works and all that. I started to pay attention, and I noticed that when you we all get what we ask for, and you get exactly what you ask for. So you know they always say, "Be careful what you ask for." And yes. So true because you're going to get exactly what you ask for, not always in the way we want. And how many times do we go? Well, yeah, I wanted that, but I didn't want it this way. Yeah. Um, I know there was a woman that she didn't want to work anymore, and she would say that constantly, I hate working, I don't want to work, mm. I just want to get money and I never want to work again, and blah, 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 mm. well, it was a negative occurrence, she had a, a horrible accident, couldn't oh. work anymore, Um so those were the things I was paying attention to. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. I know plenty of people also have said things like that, and they were lucky they won the lottery or something along those lines. But and also, even with that, I believe it goes with what you're putting out into the universe. The universe wait, so stop
1: there. Wait, wait, so stop there. So if I say, oh, I want, I wish, I wish, I wish I won the lottery, it could happen. Well, yes, but I want to tell
2: you this joke.
1: <laughs> I'd like
2: to share this joke. Um, there's a guy who keeps saying, God, I want to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. And finally, God says back to him, meet me halfway. Buy a ticket. <laughs> we have to, we have to be willing to put our energy into it as well. The universe is more than willing to work with us, and universe has come in. I guess in the past they would use God, they would use angels, whatever your belief was. That system that's driving you, that's outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, now the key word is universe. So the mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. works with us to create. We are co-creators, and it helps to create what we would like to create in our lives. So when you're asking for something. And the intent needs to be pure. And it also, another thing that's really important to remember is that it works for you. You can sort of ask, let's say you want your son to get a job. So you could be asking Mm -hmm. for your son to get a job. But if he doesn't want a job, he's not going to get a job. Sure. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of wasting your energy there.
1: Sure.
2: If you're asking for yourself because you would like a job, it's going to work that much faster. What we ask for ourselves, we're going to get, because when we ask for other people, we move into um, their free will.
1: And right, we can, I can't can't control, I can't, because we can't control <laughs> others' wishes, exactly. energy, what have you. But can mm-hmm. you tell me now, you said that um, you have to have a pure thought. Um, can you define that a little bit? I'm all about the how-to, so you have to have a, right. a, a pure thought. How do you get a pure, What or define what I would need to well, do to have that pure thought?
2: It's a, a sincere thought. It's something that you really want. And this goes back to kind of what you were saying before the break, which I wrote down. One of the things that I often tell people is we do not should on ourselves. There is no shoulding on yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, When you make a wish based on what you truly desire, that's a sincere intent. When you make a wish based on the world tells you this is what you should be doing, there's that word Mm. should again.
1: um, Mm -hmm.
2: It's not a sincere intent. Mm. And that's where... That's when we get, when people get a little bit mixed up, and and they say, well, I've been wishing for this, and I've been wanting this, but, and you're looking at them like, let's say there's a person that goes to school to become a nurse, because she thinks that's a great idea, or he or she thinks it's a great idea, and they're going to make a lot of money, but they really would like to be an artist, mm-hmm. They and they may go into it, and they may complete it, and they do all this, and then there's a big midlife crisis, and they move into the mountains and just paint all the time. Um, yeah, you know, so
0: they were thinking
2: so, of what they should do based on outside influence and not based from what's inside
1: of them and what's in their heart and soul. And in order to determine what's in your heart and soul, I think that's where we have to quiet the mind and do some self-assessment to say, you know, what and and for me see I'm logic driven right that's there I made the decision I always wanted to have my own business but you know you have a mortgage two kids you have to be a realist as well okay so opportunities presented itself again and I seized that opportunity because I clearly knew what my business what I wanted my business to look like and feel like and what I wanted to do with it because it was in my it was in my soul it was in my bones it was it was me this is what I needed to do so the opportunity presented itself so I I think that for people to figure out what is your heart's desire what is your soul purpose all these these terms that we hear I, I think a great way to start is is just sit down and make a list of what are you good at? Like what feels right when you're, you know, some people love to write personal um, thank you notes, you know, they don't like the email and all that, but why you, you, are you a writer in disguise? You know, I'd rather shoot you an email because I'm not a writer, you know, by, by heart. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody has to write down maybe to gain that clarity or to gain the quietness of the mind is start with a list of what are your strengths, what do you like to do, and then parlay that into, hey, universe, what should I be doing? And then I think the opportunity might present. Did that just make sense what I said? Well, yes, it did.
2: And I would like to share a story if you don't mind. Um, Sure,
1: I love stories.
2: Lists are wonderful things because they definitely, definitely help you to focus and help you to figure out what you want and what you don't want. And I think it's in, Jack Canfield has a book, I think it's The Keys to the Law of Attraction. And it's a a tiny little book, and basically it's list making. And one of the things he asks you to do is what you don't want. But one of the classes that I teach is called The Love Class. And the love class is about bringing love into your life. It's not just about romance, but you can understand mostly single people sign up for it. Sure. Uh, First thing thing we do, especially with the singles looking for love, for romance, is we make a list. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing we do in class. And whether you're single or not, everybody makes a list. You make a list of what you expect to get out of this class what's really funny is everyone will sit there and they'll make a list and the singles are making a list of their perfect mate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oftentimes they'll come back and they'll say something to me like, Karen, I met this person and they're wonderful, but they're married. They'll say, well, did you remember to put single on your list? Is that on you? <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs>
2: so you've got to... Bring it all the way down. You know, it go it's so simple. The thing is we think it's gotta be so hard. We've got to make this list and we've gotta make sure we have every little detail on it. But oftentimes we forget the very simple things. We're told throughout history, ask and you'll receive. Just sure. ask. What do you yeah. want? You want a parking spot? It's Christmas. The holidays—it's crazy. You can't park anywhere. You ask before you leave. You're going to get your parking spot. Yes, yeah. list is a great—it's a great tool, a very wonderful tool for everybody. And definitely, if you're asking, if you want to figure out how to move forward with things or what you want to go forward with. You're not sure where your talents lie. You make a list of all the things that you love, and you will get to know yourself better. You'll be able to move forward
1: with your asking.
2: Yeah, I think that it
1: really comes down to the clarity of of who you are, not who other, you said it before, not who other people want you to be. And I'm cracking up because before I met my husband, I, you know, worked crazy to, you know, establish my career. I went at night to school for my MBA, you know, push, 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 all through my 20s. And I really didn't make time for quote unquote romance, right, because I was too busy on doing what I needed to do. And at one point, I thought, "Geez, I'm, I'm you know late twenties. I really do want kids." But you know, for me, I wanted the husband before having the child. I did have that thought process, <laughs> <laughs> not realizing that I did that consciously at the time. But you're gonna laugh. I made a list, and it, I didn't know any any of the stuff that were that is relevant and, and so out there today about the universe and all this and making lists and law of attraction. None of that existed, you know, 25 Mm -hmm. years ago. And I sat down and I made a list of all of the things that were mandatory that this person you know, unbeknownst to me who he was, but this person, what he absolutely needed to have and things that I he couldn't have that I wouldn't be able to tolerate, that wouldn't make me happy. Because, you know, everybody has flaws, and there's some flaws that you think, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I can deal with it. There's some flaws mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be able to – wouldn't make me happy. So I put this list together. Soon after, I met my husband – and friends, we were friends first, and, and I kept thinking, wow, he's got everything on my list. But he was a little younger than me, so I kind of thought, yeah, you're crazy. No, he's not the one. He's not the one. And then, as we got to know each other, I kept thinking, wow, he doesn't have any of the things that I, I don't want. He doesn't have any of them. All the things I do want, he had all of them. And then I was like, wow, he has a couple of things I didn't even know I wanted on my list. That's <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? We had things and I thought, wow, that's, a, that's now a non negotiable for me. I really need that in my life, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember, this is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Our second date, and, and my husband is much more reserved than I am. And I remember my second date. We went to the park and we were just hanging out, like having a lunch, like a picnic lunch, and, and talking, getting to know each other. And I looked at him at one point and I said, You're going to marry me. And now, he didn't know me very well. Second date. And other than we had been friends before, I said, you're going to marry me. And I said, I don't know, in a year, 10 years, whatever, I'm in no rush from that regard. I said, but you're, you're better with me and I'm better with you. We're better together. And you will see that. And if you don't, you're a fool. Wow. and I, I yeah I know right I and my sisters were like you need to grow a filter you know you don't say that to people and I thought <laughs> I don't have time to waste if if he doesn't think I'm the one for him I mean and I told him about my list and and he's like this chick is a lunatic and he told me later he went home to his sister and said you know she made a list and I have all the qualities on the list and the sister said to him Kate said to him well, at least she knows what she wants. She's not wishy-washy. That's probably a good thing, right? And he was like, yeah, I guess that is. And Netnet, net of course, we did ultimately get married. You don't say no to Connie Whitman, by the way, Karen. Have you learned that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, glad I'm glad I agreed to be on your show.
1: <laughs> Isn't it so fu- I know, right? Nobody can say no to be on my show. You just have to be on the show. So it's funny. It's funny at the time, the list thing. It's just how my brain worked for, for me. For clarity, I've always written, low, written lists. If I was going to take a risk, I would write the pros and the cons. If the pros, if 51% was in my favor, you go for the risk, right? Because that's how good things happen. And they say, well, at least you tried something. So, But it has to be 51 in my favor, favor right? That calculated risk. So lists <laughs> have, have served me well. Before we go on, I just want to pause here and just share with everyone. I hope, I really hope that, Karen is inspiring you and I love her stories and I hope that all of the things that we're talking about, and we still have a half hour to go, but I really want and hope that everything that we're talking about is just resonating with you to say, maybe this is what I need, um, this information. Maybe I need a conversation with Connie or a conversation with Karen um, to figure out what that path, what that path of change looks like, or, or how to start. So please email me. And again, if you have stories like my story of my husband, where I threatened his life that he didn't marry me, I beat, I beat. But if, if you have stories um, like that, please send them to me at Connie at Um I really do love to hear all that kind of stuff. Um, also, email me or you can call me, my number is 732-888-1420, my direct line, and let me know if there's topics Of change that you're going through and you're not sure how to deal with it and I will find someone um, that could come on the show and and potentially help you because if you're seeking whatever kind of change it is whether it be personal, professional, uh, physical etc. I'll find the person to give us that inspiration or those how to's um, because you're probably not alone. So again if you need my help and and Karen's going to give all her information at the end as well but call me at 732-888-1420. Go to my website, www.wittmanasos.com. Email me directly at Connie at And you can always uh, request Facebook, LinkedIn, all of that. I'm on um, that venue as well. And you can find that connection. Um, through my website, okay? And Karen's going to give all her vital information and her location um, that she just opened um, because sometimes it's just the conversation that's needed um, for that clarity that we're talking about, okay? Okay, so that's, I just wanted to handle that real quick. And Karen, let's talk about, um, I I think that makes sense with, you know, good in, good out, right? That the universe is listening Mm -hmm. and, and all of that sincere intent. You mentioned to me about winter solstice. Am I saying that correctly?
2: Winter solstice.
1: Yes. Can you explain what that is and the importance of it? Well, I'll try.
2: Winter solstice is, we know it as the shortest day of the year. Okay. There are... There are four main, there's two solstices and two equinoxes during the year. And this has to do with astrology, astronomy, the planetary alignment, all of that. Those four Mm -hmm. days are extremely healing days. They're very good days for healing. It's an excellent day. Any of those days are excellent for taking a little bit of time to write your list out, to take Mm -hmm. a meditation. Give yourself a little bit of time off from everything, even if it's a half an hour, and mm-hmm. just sit and be. And so on those days, I, I do we do special healings. The winter solstice prepares you for when spring is coming. It's one of the heaviest healing days. The two heavy healing days are summer solstice and winter solstice. By the time winter solstice hits, we're getting ready to kind of go into hibernation but really to plan for our new years. And this is based on nature. It's not based on our calendar, our yearly calendar. It's it's really based on nature. But the winter solstice is when we prepare
1: what we want to do for the next year. Um, What, what What days will this be, those four days that you spoke of, what days are they this year? Well, they're
2: usually, you know what, I don't have the exact dates in front of me. I know that the winter solstice is the 21st of December, but they're usually the 20th to 21st of whatever month, and they fall in March, June, September, and December.
1: So they fall
2: in in those months. Okay, cool. The winter solstice is one that's really great to do some healing because we move into the winter and people, you get depressed because it's dark, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not able to be outside as much. A lot of people, they love to be outdoors. They'll be out there all year. I'm not one of them. I don't want to hear about snow. So winter time, <laughs> I'm not getting that energy and I need a good healing. It's also a great time for like a tune-up.
1: hmm
2: Because the planetary alignments are everything's lined up so that when you're getting a healing, it's going to be that much stronger. Things are in alignment on those days. And that's why if you watch some of the history channels and these different things, they'll show you Stonehenge or the pyramids or different areas where uh, suddenly the sun shines a certain way and there's a beam that comes that you can't see any other time. So it's very scientific, picking these dates and these times based on what's going on in nature and the universe ast- astrologically, or astro. Uh, let Yeah, astrologically. No,
1: that's yeah. And, ast- and astronomy-wise. And and it's so funny because you said it so clearly that these events are not man-made. <laughs> They're natural. They've been here for thousands and thousands of years. You know, the pyramids, you can't tell me that they made those pyramids without the technology of machinery, et cetera, and they used pulleys and leverage and all of that to build those <laughs> massive structures, right? they has right. The intelligence, but they built it with, just like you said, that light's hitting a certain way, and, you know, they did look at the stars, because they didn't have the internet to go and look at Wikipedia, you know, and all of these things. So uh, the, the natural path, I find just so fascinating. And, you know, the History Channel and the Science Channel and all of that, I love when they talk about this stuff, because it really is founded in science. It's not just you know, we're kooks that make this stuff. <laughs> uh, so I love that we can, you know, um, talk about why that energy, because universe is energy, right? But why that energy is so healing at those certain times during the year and it's the planets and all of that. We can't create it. We can't change that. It just is. So I love no, that. No.
2: And if you look historically, all the different civilizations and cultures, they usually plan something around these days. And sure. they have some kind of feast or they do some sort of celebration during the, these times. So it really is a great time for healing. Um, and I love the winter solstice healings just because they really do help strengthen you. That's one yeah. of the reasons I recommend them. They help strengthen you through the winter, through the sure. It's kind of the nature dark times, you know, because it's dreary. even in warmer climates, it's it's still chilly then,
1: you know. It's funny. I have some friends that that they say, oh, I hate the winter, it gets pressed, and they go and, which, you know, is almost like a bad side effect, but they do the um, sun tan, the beds, you know, like you lay in those beds with your tanning tanning bags. Yes, people go to the tanning beds and they say even if they just do it once a week for like 10 minutes, it has made a difference in, you know, in their mental kind of how they perceive things. And I think that, you know, I mean, 5, 10 minutes, not that it's the healthiest thing for your skin. But on the same token, if it works, you know, it's an alternative (laughs) when we have these dark days, you know. You leave in the morning for work, it's dark. You come home, it's dark. I get it, you know. Mm
2: -hmm. The scientific reasoning behind that is because of the rays of the color rays that come through the sun and certain people need more of certain colors and we don't always have those colors during the winter Mm -hmm. and this for example the sun puts out more blue rays in florida than it does up here in the northeast Hmm. and that's one of the reasons so many people are drawn there all ages because it has more blue. Blue is very healing for us as humans. It's one of our major healing colors. Blue and green are the two major healing colors uh, on a physical level. So for people to feel better physically, they need more of those colors. That's why when the the blue and the green goes away up here, all our greenery dies and goes to dreary browns and grays. Uh, and our sun is not as strong, so we're not getting our blue from the sun either. And so that's what happens with all of this. And it, it's so exciting. I'd love to talk to you about color healing sometime, but I'll probably talk for four hours. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the color healing is all about the chakras and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, oh yeah. Right. I think we're going to have to do another show about that because I love all that stuff too. Um, The energy, you know, because we are our own energy source that flows through us. So that colors um, really do align. It's you know, the rainbow, right? God created or the universe or whatever you believe in. I shouldn't say God, right? But the the universe created these rainbows. Not Again, not man-made. So all of this color, sound, you know, music, the musical notes, um, the earth's vibration, we didn't create any of that. It just is so I just love all of that stuff and the um the natural progression and how we fit into that it's just it's intriguing scientifically intriguing. all right, I have another question when okay, i when I did my my reading with you, you spoke about two thousand and fifteen is a year of power, and we're all coming into that power no No one is immune to this. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, 2015, and this is based on numerology, but also the vibrations going around us. It's the year of power, and it's power for everybody. It doesn't mean people that are powerful are going to be more powerful, and people that feel weak are going to be more weak. It just means everybody is going to be feeling more powerful. We're going to be more aggressive with our personal talents, our personal needs, our personal wants. So when we move into that, one of the things is you, well, you may want to be, but I don't think we do. Most of us want to be a power monger and be extra aggressive and move into our bullying selves because oh, I no matter not. who you are, you have, you have positives and negatives. You have your good side, your bad side. Sure. Now there's a yang for everybody, sure. but what's going to be highlighted is our personal power this year. And so to be able to go, to get through that, and not only not be too powerful, we also don't want to get bombarded or beat up by other people's power. And that's sure. why, that's why I'm running the winter solstice healings and recommending winter solstice healings for everybody. Even if you just get out and do a little bit for yourself, or do, a, go get a massage and meditate while it's being done. Um, mm-hmm. Move into that. People that have been moving towards something, it's a great year for manifesting things. It's a great year for asking for what you always wanted and seeing it happen. Because as our power is released, we're going to be able to manifest and get things almost immediately. You're going to ask, and it's going to be there for you. How you act upon that, because we all ask. How many times did someone come up to you and say, hey, um, do you want a job doing this or would you like to do that? And you were saying, oh, I was just thinking that I might like to do that. And then yes. you get scared. Oh, no, 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 I don't think I want to do that. Right, right. Because you're afraid to move into it. So sure. for the next year, these opportunities are going to be all around everybody, yeah. every day. So you want to be ready. So making your list is a great idea. Or or creating a vision board is a great idea.
1: These tools
2: are in um, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I love that book. My sister calls it my Bible. I carry it around with me everywhere I go. Uh, But these are great things that help you realize what you really want and then put that vibration out there. That's your asking for it. When you create a vision board, something with pictures on it of things that you want, uh, you start to bring that to yourself. And and there's ways to do that, you know, to make it better and, and really hone in on what you want. But as you do that, you're creating a vibration. You're putting that vibration out into the universe. And the universe is like, and this includes the angels, because they have nothing to do other than run around and get us, you know, things that we need. Mm. Um, they're like, oh, you want that? And the universe starts making it happen. And when you so, come into alignment, which is something you want to do at winter solstice, when you come into alignment for that, you put out a sincere intent and the universe grabs it and runs with it for you.
1: Now, when you when you say you're going to do the winter solstice um, healing, I think that's what you called it, um, what do you do during that, you know, meeting time?
2: Okay. Well, that it depends on the person. If someone comes in for a healing, I'm I intuitively know what they need. I always okay. use I always use crystals. I always use color. Uh, we just do different things each year to help power them up.
1: Okay. So it's a personal. So you, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. Okay. So it, if people don't have you know a Karen or can't fit in. You know, a meeting. The recommendation is, you know, even if you just go get a massage and just sit quietly, so that you kind of go to that other plane. You know, we really relax and let go, and think about. I guess what's my heart's desire? What is my true soul purpose? What is my, um, you know, thing that that I want to do, or I hope to do, or I wish I could do? That's where we have to get that clarity, and then truly put it out into the universe with sincere intent right that pure intent and then next year opportunity will come and knock in. they just have to make sure that they're hyper aware that opportunity will come knocking did i understand that correctly
2: you want to be aware when it arrives but also you want to allow it to arrive okay you can make as many lists as you want but if you aren't going to allow it in because you, here's a perfect example. A lot of people say that'll never happen for me or with my luck, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'll make my list, but with my luck, I'll get somebody that's 90 years older than me or something like
1: that. Well, they just put out there and they're going to draw exactly what to them. That, right. So that's that whole positive versus um, the negative. Um, exactly. So it, it, another another example is um, I complain all the time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I'm never going to have enough money. <laughs> <Are> you can <gonna laughs> stop saying that right now,
2: today, this moment. You are not going to say that ever again. <laughs> because, right?
1: It's terrible. It's terrible. So you want to say I have abundance. I have abundance. I have abundance. I live an abundant life. Um, you know, I pay my bills with ease. Um, I am successful. That's the kind of energy we want to repeat and put out there and feel to our bone, and that's the intent. Right. right? So, so but
2: sometimes you you're saying believing it, and this goes back to your stop and smell the roses idea. Okay. First of all, there there's no shortage. There's no such thing as a shortage. There's abundance for everybody. Everybody on this earth. Um and whoever might be the aliens out there in space if they're out there. Uh, but sure. there's definitely abundance. There's no shortage. But you I, want to stop and see what you're grateful for, what you have. This is, I'll never have enough money, but look at what you do have and look at how sure. you've always gotten through. And when you sure. start looking at that, as opposed to where your shortage lies, when you think I'll never have enough money, you're creating that. The, the universe doesn't know that, you don't really mean that you don't want that. It's just like, oh, oh, she doesn't have enough money. Okay, we got to keep working on that for Connie. That's what she keeps saying. That's the energy she's putting out. We're going to give that to her. The universe wants to give you what you want, and you're giving them the impression that you want to not have enough money.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Let's take one quick break, and then I want to comment on that whole I don't have enough money idea. And the commercials that are on the radio and how they just annoy me. So let's take one, one more brief break, and then we'll come back. Okay.
0: It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game
1: Okay, we are back, and we are talking with Karen, my angel friend, and the last uh, comment we made is that the universe doesn't discern the positive or the negative, so we have to have the intent, but the intent you want to put out there, you want to really think about it and make sure it's positive. On the radio, when the economy started to turn um, a couple of years ago, and people were out of work, I mean, it was, you know, people were devastated. I totally get it. Every station repetitively talked about if you're in debt and you owe the government money and da da da. It was constant and as soon as it would come on I would I would change the channel and I would thought, No, no, we have to Put positive energy out there that people are going to get jobs and they you know the united states is going to be another wealthy you know that's what we need to put out there not that these companies i mean i understand they help people i do get it but it was just abundant th- these negative commercials the other thing i stopped doing was listening to the news because all they <laughs> talked about was unemployment and you know um just all of that debt and 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 it I thought, "Oh no, I I can't listen to this anymore because it starts it starts to get in your head and you start thinking, "Oh my god, maybe I shouldn't put as much in my 401k." Oh my god, and you start questioning all of the things that you think are good and right and and you know right for you. Uh, of course. So, right? Isn't that that same concept that I think we're putting it out there in mass? We need to stop it.
2: Exactly. Well, the media does feed on fear. And sure. if the people that were looking at that, they actually stopped and looked at the statistics of exactly how many people really were out of work and how many compared to how many people were working and how many people, uh, how much debt there was out there compared to how much the other side was. There's really always a balance in the world. So, but But listening to the news, it's one of the first things any spiritual teacher will tell you or advise you is to not watch the news because it is yeah. geared to feed your fear. It's fear-based media, unfortunately. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, we don't have, I always think, wow, well, I wish we could have a, a good news station, but I remember I took a, a journalism class and the guy, it really was about sensationalism Sure. And I didn't get a really good grade in that class, even though I'm, I'm an okay writer, um, because I, I said I can't, I can't do this. I can't focus right.
1: on the this big negatives of these different situations. Well, it's all about ratings. I think that, you know, the society has become. What it's have you done for me value. lately? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a shock value. That's
2: how they, sure. they grab your attention. Uh, so. But, again, it's just you are absolutely correct. Don't feed into that. Don't give your time or your energy into these negative things. You can't always – you don't want to be always all positive and not see anything that's negative because there is negative out there. But focusing on the positive for yourself helps bring more positive things to you. It's going to bring more positive outcomes. It's going to have you get that job that you wanted or the mate that you wanted or the children, whatever it is that you want in your life. Uh, It's going to help you to be able to help others if that's what you would like to do and make money at it if that's what you want to do.
1: Um, And And I often
2: say, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say using more positive
1: words is just going to create the life that you desire. And it's simple. Practice, you know, when you find yourself saying a negative word, oh, that won't happen for me, or everybody else has luck. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck. How many people say things like that? (laughs) Catch yourself saying these silly phrases and say, this is my year. Luck's going to find me. That's what you put out there. Change your paradigm of thinking. And I think we all have control of that. The thoughts, I'm not saying that the thoughts will stop coming for people, right, Karen? But the idea is the thought comes. Say, oh, there's that bad thought, that that negative thought. Stop. I'm going to think, boom, and make it positive. And you do that enough and the negative thoughts do start to um, slow down. You know, I I talk about that all the time. We all have, I call it the record player in my head. We all have, I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough. Um, You know, they're going to see through me. What if? What if? Well, what if? That never happens. So, I identify that the negative thought is there and then really, really look at it and say, you know what, that thought doesn't serve me. This is really what I want to think and then move forward with it. Um, let's talk about the um, the concept of fear because I think most people make decisions out of fear of losing their job, fear of, you know, being rejected, whatever it might be, Um and really, the fear is what debilitates you from finding your your life uh, partner or whatever it might be. Can you, can you discuss that a little bit? We have about five minutes left, Karen. Okay. Well, before we go on to
2: that, I, I'd like to give a really quick and easy clue when you catch yourself saying things that are negative. You just mm-hmm. go cancel, cancel. Cancel, say that again. cancel. Cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. Exactly. You say something... And cancel, cancel, when you realize, oh, wait a minute, what did I just say? That's not a positive. That's a negative. Cancel, cancel, will remove it. It releases it. Everything's just simple, easy. We think it's so hard. Uh, but back to the fear and uh, fear of change. We just, that's where the fear really is. We're afraid of change.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we are, we are creatures of habit. And we know that science has proven it. It's a lot easier to follow everybody than it is to be a little bit different. Sure. Um, and that fear does keep you back from doing something. And I'm going to go back to the success principles and say a quote. One of the things that Jack Canfield mentioned is your answer is no if you don't ask. That's right. But if you do, and if you do ask and the answer is no, You're not worse off than you were before. Exactly right. The clue is to ask and be willing to allow whatever is going to happen to unfold. When you attach energy to, I'm going to ask and it has to be yes. I don't know what I'll do if it's not yes. I'll just fall apart if it's not yes. You're setting yourself up and you're feeding your fear again. But just go and ask, what do I have to lose? That takes care of the fear when you think it, it won't be any different if I ask and the answer is no well then I'm
1: still here and you know it, it's it's such that's such that's such an important lesson I, I try to teach my kids if um you know they have a portal now for the for the kids at school so they can watch and see the grades go up after a test etc and manage you know manage it and sometimes the uh, portal for my younger son, it had a zero. I'm like, a zero for homework? To me, that's unacceptable, right? In the house, you get you can do your homework. And he said, Mom, I handed it in. And I said, well, go to the teacher, and well, what if the teacher says too bad that I don't have it? I said, well, then you say to the teacher, listen to me. I handed that homework in, and tell him what was the content of the homework, and then he'll know that you did it. But if you don't go and at least try to get him to remember that you handed it in and perhaps he did lose it, which these teachers know that sometimes they do, right? They have to give yeah. their voice. And I try to teach him: you have to advocate for yourself. You have to go and respectfully say, I handed that homework in. This was the content. Can you please look again? Because I do my homework and I don't want a zero. What is the worst that can happen? They tell you, cuffs, noogies leave, you know, you're, you're no worse off than having the zero, and he goes and he talks and the teacher goes, oh, "James, I do remember you handed it in and I did misplace it. You know what you always get hundreds on the homework. Yes, you're right, and they put the hundred in. You would have had the zero if you don't talk and talk and, and go in respectfully with your argument, right not argument, but your points right of, of logic. Mm-hmm. so we have to teach people how to find their voice and advocate for themselves. and if you don't ask, the answer is no anyway it's me exactly. that's such an illogical thing." Mm-hmm
2: exactly and it helps remove the fear it definitely yeah. if you just look at it in that way <clears throat> no worse off if the answer's no nothing changes i'm still here you know well, why worry yourself go ahead and ask <laughs> it's
1: power it's all about empowerment and you know not being afraid to find your voice um i can't believe this but we literally have one minute to go if you had to give, I know it goes fast, if you had to give a tip, what would be your, you know, magical tip Based on everything we, we talked about, what would be the direction you would lead someone in? I always tell everybody, you are your own best
2: psychic, mystic, whatever. Follow mm-hmm. your gut. Follow your instincts. They are not going to lead you wrong. That's a tip.
1: Okay. I, okay, You know what's so funny is I do, I I agree with that a thousand percent, and I tell my children if they're at a party or something, and not that they go to parties much, but my kids would rather play hockey, uh, you know, all day. So I say to them, if you go to a party and you feel uncomfortable and you don't even know why, you call me, no questions asked, come pick you up. You, you, your gut will never serve you wrong. It will always... If if it's uncomfortable, there's a reason it's uncomfortable. It's perceiving something is going on, you know, through through the vibe, right? So your gut will always serve you. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. And the other recommendation I'd like is you mentioned Jack Canfield's Success Principles, that book. I do recommend everybody read it. Um, Jack Canfield, Canfield, C-A-N-F-I-E-L-D, Jack, first name is the author. Um, he has a ton of great law of attraction uh, success principles um, and is well known in his field as well. So I do recommend anything um, that he writes is uh, is a great, great tool for the future. Um, Karen, I can't thank you enough for being on today. And I really hope everybody understands that what you ask for, you really do get. So let's start asking for the good things, so that all goodness comes to us. And remember that next year is a power year. So truly, truly, all things are are um, are available to everybody. There, it's there for the taking. Just you gotta ask. You gotta be, you gotta be you gotta be in it to win it. The lottery, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just want to do a quick recap of the show. We talked about you get exactly what you ask for. The use of positive words create positive income. Um, positive outcomes um, and income be aware that the universe doesn't discern between good and bad and your example of cancel cancel love it simple works vision boards list my favorite really do provide clarity winter salt salt is coming and plan for that new year again create those lists heal yourself go into that meditative state and massage whatever it is for you get that clarity and the opportunities will present, and fear of change, that's what this show is all about. Don't be afraid. Just go forth and conquer. If you'd like more information, you can reach Karen at Karen at KarenAngel.com. Karen spells her name, K-A-R-A-N, at, and then K-A-R-A-N-A-N-G-E-L.com. Her phone number, work line, is 727 area code 424 3989. And you can also visit her website. She's got a bunch of cool things on that at www.karenangel.com or her blog www.karenangel.blogspot.com. And real quick, Karen, can you give them the address um, or the address of the new site of your new location is on the website or not? it should
2: be on the website it's 908a main street in belmar new jersey near the shore a wonderful little town and easy to get to
1: yes it's very easy to get to i went to the grand opening it was fabulous um so karen thank you again um for your time i hope you guys will all join us as we uh question build and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that change is possible and easier than we often think. Thanks again to Karen for sharing her insights and some awesome little easy tidbits and tips to implement. You have been listening to Architective Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a great week. And remember, do something different. That's how change occurs. Have a wonderful, exciting, and happy week. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.